0: After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans were $15 when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They don't have retail stores or salespeople. Instead, They deliver premium phone plans directly to you. In fact, all plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And at a time when everything is just getting more expensive, it's refreshing to know that I'll only be cutting costs and not quality. In fact, at $15 a month, I'll be saving over $110 every month. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and you can bring your phone number and all of your existing contacts and ditch overpriced wireless. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash after MLM. That's mintmobile.com slash after MLM. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash after MLM. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower over 40 gigs on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You guys are always asking me for podcast recommendations, and you know that I love bringing you amazing story-driven shows for you to dive into. Well, I've got another one for you that I think you will absolutely devour, called You Probably Think This Story's About You, right? Think of it as a bingeable pod hosted by your best friend's cooler older sister, the one who's been there, done that, and lived to tell the tale so we can vicariously bask in the lessons learned. Lessons like love, betrayal, and the far-reaching consequences of one man's destructive and deceitful lies. You probably think this story is about you, is filled with the same heavy topics you've grown to love as a hunbot or a hunbro. Truth, mental health, relationships, self-discovery, growth, and healing. It's a relatable story of a woman's journey to find the answers she needs and all of the entangled lives she meets in her quest for truth in a complicated tale of love, loss, strength, resilience, and sisterhood. And the show is just beautifully done. You feel like you're sitting in on a conversation versus a traditional hosted show, and I know you guys love that format. Just wait until you meet Kanan. You'll be hooked too. Listen and follow You Probably Think the Stories About You wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM. A podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Well, another week has come and gone, and we are still growing like crazy. So, of course, I had to come in and thank you guys for being so incredible. So, the podcast has been going on for a little over four months. And, uh, I have to constantly remind myself that because in the last four months, I personally have grown so much as a podcaster, as conversationalist, as an interviewer, as an editor, as a personality. (laughs) I've learned so much about myself and about this movement just by talking to so many people, um, and so sometimes I have to remind myself that it really only has been four months since I premiered that very first episode and told my story on this podcast. So when I saw the numbers of downloads we have today, um, as of today, we have 122,000 downloads on the podcast in four months. That's insane to me. Um, Thank you so much, guys. You're incredible. Also, we are going strong on TikTok. If you guys have TikTok and you have not found me yet, please come find us. We are having wonderful conversations. Uh, We are learning. We are educating. We are reaching new audiences. We have people that listen to this podcast that sell MLMs. We have people that are in MLMs that have found a safe place to ask questions. That's incredible to me. That is something that I never thought would ever happen, that I would have somebody in a multi-level marketing company comment on my TikTok and say, I am in this company. I'm seeing some red flags. Can you look into them for me? And then we are finding that information. We are helping these people and they are able to make the decisions that they need to make to get out of these cults. It is so incredible and it's so humbling. And every single one of you is a part of this as well. Because every single one of you that downloads these episodes and listens to these episodes, you guys are the reason that people are hearing the message. You're listening to it, you're sharing it. More people are hearing it, more people are following, more people are learning. It's the most incredible domino effect I've ever seen happen. And You know, I mean, if I'm being completely transparent and perfectly honest, I thought it would happen eventually, (laughs) but I didn't think it would only take four months. So thank you for that. And for those of you who do follow me on TikTok and have been following along, this is the episode you guys have been waiting for. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Abby Miller. Part two comes out tomorrow. You're going to love it. She's wonderful really, really cool eye-opening conversations and connections that maybe people who aren't a part of a church or church group wouldn't see, but listening to the way that Abby describes things and the experiences that she's personally had within the church, you definitely aren't going to want to miss this. (laughs) Enjoy. All right. So today on life after MLM, I have a special guest. I feel like I always have a special guest. Every single one of you are so special. So everybody is a special guest, but today we are going to be talking to Abby Miller, um, about sort of maybe a controversial subject to some people. And so I just want to put out a little disclaimer, like we did with the LDS episode, that we are not looking to bash anybody's religion Uh, And we are not looking to offend anybody. We are just really trying to connect some dots and maybe open some eyes. Um, And so I'm going to introduce you. And you can do your own disclaimer and tell everybody who you are.
1: Uh,
0: um, So Abby, take it away.
1: Yeah, so I'm Abby Miller. I live in a tiny town in northern Wisconsin. I love it up here. It's beautiful. Um, I have been a Christian my whole life. My parents were missionaries in Brazil. That's actually where I was born. So I kind of grew up in what, what is kind of termed now the evangelical church. I know that word is kind of used flippantly nowadays, but um, you know it's all I've ever really known. And it's something that really wasn't personal to me until a little bit later. And and um, God has become very personal to me, especially later in life. But specific to, to this topic, and you kind of touched on it, Roberto, with the disclaimer, is absolutely 100% like this is in no way meant to bash the church and and one of the verses that um, that I often think about is the verse that mentions iron sharpening iron and it's that idea of you know we're always continuously improving and if you're not you need a heart check because like that's what as humans like that's what we should be doing so this is in no way like a knock on the church um, I definitely have a call to action for the church like by the end of my discussion but this is not a bash on the church like I'm a Christian. I love Christians. I love the church. Absolutely. Are there things that I don't like about the church? A hundred percent. This is, um, and you talk about it a lot in your podcast where we're like, this is educational, right? So this is for people that maybe that don't even know they're in something that is predatory. This is just my observation as someone who's from the outside looking in, who has experienced pyramid schemes and multilateral marketing ad nauseum in the evangelical church and just wanting to shed some light. So long disclaimer but yes like don't be offended but if you're offended whoops (laughs) that's sort of my my mo so
0: that's so great um so before we get into all of the church discussion and the similarities between some of these recruiting tactics um that we see um can you tell us just your experience with mlm and uh and why um you don't really like it very much (laughs) Yeah, why I, and, and what you said in your email was abby why do you have such a beef with mlm
1: yeah like i get that a lot because like my personality is i'm like a debater whether i even know the topic or not. like i hate sports you talk about basketball and i'm just like oh, i don't like that what like i so i get that a lot If people are like leave people alone like if they want to have their own business like what gives abby you have a full-time job like leave people alone, right So my experience with it, and I think a lot of people maybe in the church have a similar story to mine where pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing is a part of church culture. And we don't even know it. It's like hidden in plain sight. I think Robert Fitzpatrick used that word in his book, like hidden in plain sight. Like it's just part of our culture. Didn't even recognize it. Like women would be selling like Norwex after church and like oils and stuff. And I just was like, oh, they're doing their thing. It wasn't until later in life when I had um, a Christian community I was a part of that I still am really good friends with, um, were religiously into essential oils. I don't know how else to say it. And at the time I was sort of interested in learning more about essential oils. I use them as aromatherapy because I think they smell pretty good, but that's it. I don't put it on my body or anything. And I was At at that point, I was like, okay, if they're a business, if they're selling a product and I'm interested in buying the product, I'm going to go to this person who's selling the product, buy the product from them and yippee. So I did that. Like I bought the young living kit thinking I'm going to Target and buying a makeup kit, right? Like you buy a good, you go to a place and buy a good. I get home opening the kit and I'm like, this is kind of weird And then like the next day I get an email from Young Living and they're like, congratulations, you are now a Young Living distributor. I'm all, what? Like Looking into this thing. I'm like, this is so weird. And that was, this was about seven years ago. And I was, I used to be a journalist. I used to be on TV. And so my brain is like, I'm looking into this thing. And as you know, Roberta, anti-MLM community is like, when you find it, It's glorious. It's also dangerous, but like there is such a glorious community. I was like, oh my gosh! I just kept peeling back this onion of like, there's a lot of similarity to, and that this is where I want to be careful is like, we hear Mormon, we hear LDS, we hear even I watched Leah Remini's Scientology thing this year, and I. freak me out cuz there's o- there's always like some hint of of truth in every little thing and i was starting to see these threads and where i think we have to be careful is like some people might want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and that's not where i want to go it's like i was seeing something in the church outside of the church mlm but like in the church specifically that was really bothering me wasn't sitting well with my soul and at the end of the day was like against biblical values that i believed in my heart and then i believed the church was preaching and i'm like these things don't add up so the day i was like you're a young young living distributor i'm like i'm over this i'm way over this and then it kept going on to people approaching me with you need to be an arbonne you need to do this with two weeks badgering phone calls with just not leaving me alone. Um, People saying, oh, this frankincense is going to cure anxiety and also cancer and heart arrhythmia and all this other stuff. You know, um, I have a rare autoimmune disorder that's hereditary. So it doesn't come from anywhere except right. Like the, yeah, the outer lands of conception. And I had people telling me like, you know, the reason that the doctors didn't diagnose that for many years is because they just don't know the healing powers of oils. (laughs) And by the way, yeah. And by the way, like this is frankincense that you need to put behind your ear for six months to help with the autoimmune thing. And frankincense, as we all know, was by baby Jesus in Bethlehem. So this is the most pure oil and like Sometimes it feels like Christians like own that oil. (laughs) So it was a a combination of a number of Christians in my life that were presenting me with, again, I need to be careful because one of the phrases we hear is the health and wealth gospel, the prosperity gospel, which is basically God will bless you if you make money or even like if you pray to God, he'll make you rich. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about that. In fact, it's almost sacrilegious. And there's just that underlying tone with MLM that doesn't add up to what Christians ultimately aspire to do in their life, which is to honor God and believe in Jesus. And that's about as basic as religion comes to me. It's like, I believe God loves me. That's it. I don't believe in all the rules and all the other stuff, but it was just this pattern I was seeing with the evangelical church and multi-level marketing wasn't sitting well with my soul. And we'll dive in a little bit later into credibility, credibility with religion and the church. And when that credibility and that trust breaks, it's ugly and it gets ugly really fast. And it has ripple lasting effects like into perpetuity, which is highly uncomfortable for me. And which is why I I want to talk about this. Like, I think it demands to be talked about. So um, yeah, that's it. To finally answer your question, what's my beef? I wrote it down and I want to like read it because I get this a lot. Like, why is this so important? Um, why does it matter? Again, we're called in the church. We use the word called. I don't like that word, but we're always looking to improving it better. And MLM in the church is something that needs to just get better. So it needs to be addressed. And it matters because in my mind, if you're involved in an MLM, and you lose money, which you do, and you can speak to that from experience, Roberta. I really can't because I've not been in an MLM proper. But if you're doing this, you're losing money. You're in the church, and you're also trying to recruit people. Most likely, the people close to you who you're fellowshipping with in a church, and causing them to lose money. That's that's a ripple effect of bringing people down economically, physically, mentally, spiritually, which is cruel. But when you're doing it in a church in the house of God, as I would call it, it's like borderline abhorrent. It's a borderline sacrilege. So you go from zero to 60 in my mind pretty quick. And that's why it matters to me because it's wrong. Period. End. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with you. It's a conflict of interest too.
1: (laughs) It just doesn't add up. Yeah. It just doesn't add up with the teaching of Christ, which is like again, for, for listeners that, that aren't Christians, perhaps this isn't as relevant of, of a conversation, but I can tell you, at least in my experience, there's a lot of Christians out there who are selling multi-level marketing products. So I'm hoping a couple that might be listening, I'm going to be like, Oh, I mean, I've been there. I've done that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe the Bible doesn't talk about that. Um, I think people will, if you, if anyone has read part of the Bible, at least the new Testament, they might recall a section where Jesus flips over tables in the temple. Cause people were shilling crap. Yeah. He did that, 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 that happened. So, um, I mean, I think he would probably do the same thing <laughs> if he were here now. Yeah, I could imagine that scene, but like, instead of just
0: tables of, you know, biblical items, it's like, a LuLaRoe booth an Arbonne booth and it works booth. And Jesus is like, get these MLMs out of here. And he's just flipping these tables over.
1: Yeah. There's literally a young living program program called oils of the Bible. And you have to pay to attend this oils of the Bible thing and pay for the oils of the Bible kit. I'm like, Oh Jesus, come back and fulfillment of prophecy now. (laughs) Because like, it's getting bad. Yeah. So that's my beef. That's my beef. Yeah, you know, I, I there's another little bit of
0: beef um, that I have with just the religious overtones and undertones that a lot of these MLMs use specifically to recruit yes. Christians or LDS or whoever. But it, it, this, this predatory targeting with affinity fraud and being like these dog whistles to be like a Christian will hear this and go, oh, she's talking to me. And I don't like that either
1: no one likes that and if and and that's part of critical thinking you talked about in your episode with robert critical thinking is like primo it's important like you have to have that and you have critical thinking and you're really thinking about what somebody's telling you and you might be able to decipher the double speak that we hear a lot you would know that but you're right like for example the word faith the word faith is a religious term, you could say we use it in our culture a lot for a lot of different things, but essentially it means believing in something you can't really see so Christians believe in God, we would probably make an argument I could that like Jesus isn't really sitting right here by me, but I, I have faith that he's here with me in a similar way, you could, I've heard people say, you just have to have faith that this oil is going to do what God intended it to do. So if you put it on your liver, if you put it on your foot, if you put it on this thing and have faith and pray that God is going to carry that through those, the phrases to Christians are synonymous because they know that word, that word is familiar to them. So they're, you're right. They're using words that draw people in community, fellowship, you know, group, like these groups in a church, these small groups, these Bible studies, like that concept, that sisterhood, that, that it's, it's there. It's like, a, it's, it's almost like a breeding ground, which was why that critical thinking is so important. Cause you just have to be almost extra vigilant because it's like so prevalent. So yeah, absolutely.
0: So in our email correspondence, you sent me a link to a really great article, which I will put in the show notes yes. so people can follow along if they want. And we're going to go through it because it literally hit, like you said, it literally hit every topic that I wanted to talk about and you wanted to talk about as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I found this article on medium. Um, Cause again, I was, I was, I'm like, I, I know I'm not the only evangelical Christian out here who is hot and bothered about this. Like I know I'm not the only one. So sure enough, God bless medium. Cause you can find like, just everything on there, and I came across this article, and uh, the author's name is Ethan Shally. Um, He also, I don't want to necessarily go here, but I'm just going to say, he wrote an amazing article about what happened this past year with the church and COVID and anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers, and it's really sad how the church responded to to COVID. It wasn't in a loving way. And so there's just, there's a lot of the shakedown going in the church. And I love the church, which is why I like to be a part of these discussions because it's, again, it's just like getting better. But his article, it's called, it's time for Christians and society for that matter to confront MLM's brilliant writing. He just does an absolutely fantastic way of, um, he has the gift of succinct Writing and discussion, which I don't. So good luck editing all of this, Roberta. <laughs> um, so yes, his article is really he has he kind of takes it down to five reasons why MLMs are essentially against biblical values, biblical values in the church that we're taught, biblical values that we believe in the Bible. And why, if you're attending a church and experiencing MLM, like a, you need to be aware that like, okay, this, I might come across this or somebody might approach me with this, but then B, like, if you're in a church and maybe you're a church leader, there's a specific call to action for you. Like there's stuff you can do to help with this.
0: Yeah. Let's start with number okay. one. Issue number one in the article is that MLMs prey on the needy, which is something I talk about all the time. is the predatory nature. Uh, so let's talk about that in, in a Christian setting.
1: Yeah. So pray on the needy is like, I, I mean, I don't want to say needy as in like homeless or like you don't have any money, but like what it means, and we hear this a lot is, and, and specifically women, Robert goes into this in his book too, like young women who a lot of times in the church there's an expectation that you get married, you have kids, husband goes to work, wifey stays at home. And that's a beautiful thing, by the way, I have a lot of friends who've done that. And I, I would love that at some point in my life. But what happens with that is I think women too, like, we want a piece of the pie. Like we want something to do. We have purpose. We have desire. We want to do things. And MLM is like, is like a Petri dish for that desire. It's like, come on in. So there's that supplemental income part. It's like women are are ripe for this. Like they're just waiting for somebody to come to them with this amazing opportunity. And they're just, it's hook, line and sinker. Um, And that's sort of, again, where that prosperity gospel comes in. And what I mean by that is that like, if you make money, God will bless you. He'll give you a bigger house. He'll give you a car. And money is not the end all be all in the Christian church. And I know that I say that sort of tongue in cheek because there's a lot of like mismanagement of funds in many different churches. But like, at the end of the day, and Jesus is teaching, it's like you can't take it with you. (laughs) We're in this, we're on this earth, so like, use your money wisely. Um, So I don't believe God works that way. And the the praying on the needy goes into some of the other points about their recruiting tactics. And so again, basically, there's already a breeding ground in my mind for some of that. And I, I, again, I don't mean offense for that. I don't mean to, I don't mean that to like, like make women feel bad. Um, there's so many other ways that, that, um, you can get a job, like, especially nowadays, I was just driving around a, a city the other day and every single store has said now hiring. I think there's more time now than any to get full time pay for part-time work. Cause everyone's like hire, like we're hiring, we're hiring. So this, MLM like, let's be done with this already. It's not the only way to make money part-time. So yeah, yeah, that's that's that first way.
0: You know, I, I remember being a a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Almost said young. I was, I was 30 when I had my daughter, so I wasn't super young, but I remember being a stay-at-home mom and working really hard so that I was able to take those first couple of years off. And it was tough. It was lonely. Uh, There was a lot of penny pinching. There was a lot of like is this what I signed up for? Like, this is what I always thought I wanted, but like, I'm just sitting around changing poopy diapers all day. And like, is this, is this all there is? And so you're already feeling that way and you're by yourself and you're alone and you are in a very needy, vulnerable place. And when people come to you saying, I have all of the answers, you're just like, oh my God, thank you. Someone finally has the answers. Please tell me what they are because I'm at my end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, I I think you mentioned in the vice documentary of, of just the sisterhood, that the fellowship, the group, the, the, the women that again, that's a, that is a biblical concept. We're in in the church, in Christian living, we're called to fellowship with people. Human beings are human. Like we, we crave like people and, and being around other people and social activity that you're right when you're at home and you're in that, like, and I've seen it happen with a lot of women, my age, like they it's tough because you love your kids, but you're also like, I'm tired of doing this every day. Like I need a break. I just want to like, go do something else. So it's tough. It's tough. And you know what? I, I, sometimes I get frustrated because I'm I don't always have the right comeback. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So like, I don't know what to tell them. Like if they are in a position where they need money. Okay. Well, there's a couple other options that you can do. There's a, there's a ton of work from home opportunities. There's so many other ways. So it's, you know, I get that it's like they might say, Abby, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand what that's like to have kids and be stuck and be and needing money. Like, so okay, let's start at that line and then let's say, okay, we well, need a job. So these are those things when we talk about education of like walking people through those steps. MLM is not the answer. So it's, but it's if it's not the answer, it's up to us in the anti-MLM community, if we want to call it tip to help our friends along to say like, I have something better. Like here's a couple other options. Like I know a friend that's hiring for web design or someone that does copywriting or book editing or proofreading resumes or whatever might be background checks. Like there's so much stuff online. So it can be up to us sometimes to provide those extra steps. So like, let's help you along. Let's help
0: everyone else. Yeah. A friend of mine um, is doing data entry at home and she's never done it before and she's killing it and she's making great money. And I'm just like, wow, yes, 100%. Like a legitimate job that pays you what you're worth. Right.
1: 100%. Not 70 cents an hour at best. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) So the second issue that he talks about in this uh, article is that MLMs encourage deceptive recruiting practices, which you already mentioned and I talk about as well.
1: Yeah. So deception and Christ- do not coexist or they're not supposed to like, like we, as a Christian, if you are following Christ, we are not called to be deceptive. Now we are all screwed up human beings and we all do crazy stuff at one point or another, but where this comes into play is like when it's, it's almost like a, like a veil. It's like, outside of the veil there's this like beautiful thing and in a church it's like community and god's blessing and faith and but then you flip the veil off and there's the recruiting tactic and it it looks like someone walks into a church maybe they have questions about god like they're looking for a friend they're looking for a community and they think they found it and in many times they do like not everyone that approaches them at a church is in multi-level marketing I'm, I'm i'm really painting a bad picture here but the recruiting is that almost like a grooming because it's not always like, want this oil? It's like, hey, a bunch of us are having friends over. You look like you're new here. Why don't you just come over for like, you know, a drink and some guacamole and chips? and like, let's just chat, right? Like, that seems amazing. Like, if you're looking for community in your life, you hit the jackpot and then you get there and someone's trying to sell you a candle or a warmer or whatever. And the minute that deception happens, it, the trust is gone. We've all been in situations where, where we've lost trust in somebody. And I can tell you, and I'm sure it's happened to you. I'm sure it's happened to everyone Like when that trust is gone, it's gone in an in instant. And to get it back is either near impossible or it takes a heck of a lot of work. And that's not where the church should be. We shouldn't, the church should not be in the business of, of repairing deceptive tactics like <laughs> that's not where we should be and and it's it's not where everyone is but it's where this pocket of of this culture is and it's just it's just wrong deception
0: yeah that's really when like the affinity fraud comes in you know because they're using people in the same religious setting that have the same beliefs and the same wants and needs that they all sit in the same pews on sunday and hear the same sermon from the same guy up on um, up the stage telling them this is what we're talking about this week and so you feel very comfortable. It's your safe place. Mm-hmm. You've been raised this way. This is where you go. And this is how you feel safe. And then, you know, Becky sitting next to you is like, Hey, hon, yeah. <laughs> you don't and think like, like, like Becky's doing anything wrong. And you're like, Oh, she's just trying to help me.
1: No, that's, what's so horrible about it. It's like, it's just, it's the worst kind of like, we all hate that when that happens, when we find that somebody in our life has been disingenuous to us, we're like, what in the world? Like get, no. And, and I'll use an example of, and, and I will just say that for the record, Roberta, I was thinking about like, okay, do I tell like my friends and family that I'm doing this? Because I have a lot of people in my life, um, not family, thank God. But like, there's a lot of people in my life that do level marketing. And a lot of them in the church. And I just, I'm, I've been sort of like, do I tell them I'm doing this do I not? But I am going to share a story and obviously no names, but like there was a woman in our church. My mom was leading a Bible study. Um, it's just a, like a great women's Bible study it was awesome. And the, this lady approached her and was like, hey, so I really like these women and I sell Norwex and I would really love to like, at the end of the Bible study, like have this presentation. Uh, I just thank God my mom is like she has such a head on her shoulders she was just like no <laughs> it's just like no in fact I think she went to the pastor and was like again I'll, I'll talk about the call to action later but basically said like we need to have policies and procedures in place as a as an organization to say we're not going to do this we're not going to tolerate this and you're not a jerk to the person but you're just going to say like no we're not going to sell your Norwex while we're talking about Christ on the cross so not going to happen, but yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that that like slips in and it seems maybe innocent because they're nice and we love these women. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what's Norwex? You want us to washcloths at our women's Bible city? Thank God my mom would shut that stuff down quick. <laughs> well, and you know, the
0: listeners and, and you and I, and we all know that 99.7% of people are losing money in these industries. Mm-hmm. So Most likely you're in the 99.7%. And if you are coming to me as a friend in this affinity fraud sort of way and telling me, oh, my life is amazing, which it's not, I'm making so much money, which he's having to spend probably the same or more to get, you should join. And they know full well that they're literally lying to you to convince you to join too because they're going to make money mm-hmm. off of you joining.
1: Sweet Jesus.
0: And that <laughs> that's the
1: problem. You guys, that's not very Christian of you. It's it's like anti. <laughs> it's like, this is my point, you know, it's like if you just have someone in church who's like a jerk, you're just like you're just like praying the blood of Jesus over them that at some point they get better.
0: This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. I got really lucky with Abby because she is super self-sufficient at 12. She can make her own food, clean up after herself, and I rarely have to hound her about schoolwork. But other things don't, like having hard conversations about money and teaching financial responsibility. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, And the kids build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. They learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in fun, accessible ways. The Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up customized chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Nowadays, this is much safer than carrying around a plastic bag full of babysitting money that you're planning to spend on the newest Casingle. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight, including us, it's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids. Sign up for Greenlight and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash MLM. That's greenlight.com slash MLM to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash MLM. School is almost out. The sunshine is on its way. And I am embracing cute mom summer with some brand new items from coins.com. I just got finished shopping and I cannot wait for my order to arrive. Shipping is always fast and free, so I will be showing off my new threads in no time. I already have one of their organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirts, but it is a serious favorite. So I grabbed another one in black because you can never have too many favorite broken in tees. And I pre-ordered a brushed short sleeve lounge tee in Heather oatmeal. It looks so comfy and relaxed, and it's basically my work uniform. It's made with 65% lensing Eco Vera viscose, whose fibers are derived from sustainable wood and pulp from certified and controlled sources. It's free of harmful substances, and the manufacturing cycle has been optimized to drastically reduce the environmental impact compared to traditional viscose. And lastly, I think I am most excited for my European linen short sleeve swing dress. Quince has some adorable dresses in tons of fabrics and fits, but I couldn't stop thinking about me wearing the classic seersucker style white and blue stripes down at the bay this summer. It is such a classic look for the season, and I fell in love with the breathable lightweight fabric. It gets hot in San Diego, and I am all about keeping cool while staying fashionable and affordable. And with this order, I am saving over 70% off what high-end brands would charge. So join me and get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. I remember when I first got access to the internet in 1994. I was 13 and it was the digital wild west. I was one of the only kids in the neighborhood with an internet service provider, so slumber parties at my house on weekends lasted well into the early mornings hanging out in creepy chat rooms. And I didn't even grow up with the internet the way today's kids have. Now as a mom, I can only imagine what it's like for them to have that sort of all access pass without the life skills and experiences to balance it out. We've had many conversations about what content is and isn't age appropriate online, but with today's peer pressure, those talks only go so far, which is why I want to tell you about Gab. Gab is the leader in safe smartphones and watches for kids, teens and tweens. No social media apps, no Internet browser, and it's got GPS tracking. Gab devices were built from the ground up with smart filtration that proactively blocks harmful content before it ever reaches your kid. It's a great way to keep safely connected. The phones and watches are still tech that kids actually want. Abby's got the Gab watch and she is loving it. There's unlimited talk, text, clean music, streaming, and over 100 third-party apps that can be installed at the parent's discretion. This is the absolute best time to check them out because right now, Gab is offering $25 off any device to new customers with no contract required. That's $25 off any Gab smartphone or smartwatch. Just go to gab.com slash MLM. That's where you'll get the best deal. That's gabb.com com slash MLM gab.com slash MLM. National voter registration day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy. And it's all about getting as many people as possible to that's right. Register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts, registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash spotify. See you at the polls.
1: When it's what exactly we were talking about, Roberta, like when it is like an intentional deception, you are on a whole other level. Um, and, and one of the other things too is like. The, just the money aspect, the, the losing money. So one of the things in the church, and, and I know not everyone agrees with this, but t- the, the idea of tithing, um, the, idea of, the idea of charitable giving, I know some of the, the great Christians in my life that I look up to are some, some older people in my life that made a lot of money in their life. They were entrepreneurs, they were business owners they pretty much gave most of their money away throughout their entire life to charitable organizations, missions organizations, kids, youth stuff. That to me is like such a beautiful thing of like this silent generosity of just like, I am going to make money so I can bless other people and be nice to other people. And the idea of MLM of like, I'm going to sneak around you and, and, and hook you in and reel you into this thing where I know you're going to lose money. And I'm lying to myself that I'm losing money and all this other stuff. Like, how can you, how can you donate money and be generous with what you're given when you're, when you can, when you have $10,000 of credit card debt, because you got suckered into buying a starter kit. You can't like, you can't be generous with your money. I know that sounds really awful for me to say, because like, I know everyone's a different like financial playing field. I don't care if you're giving a dollar to a charitable organization, that's great. But like if you're drowning because you're in a fraudulent company, you're not helping anyone. You're pulling people down with you. It's wrong. Yeah, gosh, I'm I'm getting spicy here, Roberta. I got to tone it down. I'm getting real <laughs> like I'm getting all heated. It's like humid here in Wisconsin because it's like 60 degrees.
0: <laughs> you are so funny. Okay, so issue 3 and see, again, like I told you earlier, like I wasn't raised in the church, so I don't necessarily know about the consumerism in Christianity, but issue, issue three is that MLMs promote consumerism. Yes.
1: And with like a caveat to this, cause, and this is where maybe I'll make a, a big distinction. I think we all know people like in MLM that are like not the predatory type, like they're, they're sort of like a passive MLM or they don't want to bother anybody. Like they're trying to do their thing. They're selling the leggings. They're selling the fitness stuff. they're selling this stuff. They're not shilling stuff at churches, like quietly doing their own thing. And I think I I'm kind of putting them into a different category. Cause I know I have people in my life like that. And those are not the people that are like, like pretending to take a picture by a jet. Like I got back from Maui and like, look at this like Birkin bag, which is really like a knockoff from the thrift store that I colored in pink. Like the fake lifestyle thing. I don't see like, to, to just be totally honest, like I don't see a ton of that, like in my church or in in my evangelical circles, but we see it like as the ranks increase and as you are expected and, and by expected, I mean almost like forced Like as you grow rank, like you're forced to portray this lifestyle. And what I see it is the consumerism is less of the, I have a car, I have this, I have that. It's more of the God is blessing my life and I can stay home with my kids and look at this Magnolia Joanna Gaines kitchen and look at all this stuff and I have someone cleaning for me so that I can spend time at home with kids so it's that lifestyle and to Christian women like that is very attractive lifestyle to many women I mean who doesn't want a kitchen like that that lifestyle and less of the like gucci prada thing that makes sense so there's just there's just like a lot of different layers but you're right at the end of the day um and christians listening to this or anyone really in the like has been to a church will know like christ did not teach about like go out and make as much money as you possibly can so that you can like lord it over other people like he was all about serving other people and and giving your possessions away not like living on the street but just like recognizing that we have a lot of things in our life and there's other people less fortunate and we should be thinking about those people and less about ourselves and that this and and the mlm culture is like all about that it's all about consumerism it's all about getting that next thing and showing off that next thing and instagram especially like i i can't even with instagram like I, I swear people are staging, like my friends are staging their stories. Cause I'm like, well, okay. You yeah, took a picture 100%. in your bathroom and, it, and your, your picture in your bathroom had your toothpaste stain in the mirror. So I know you're real, but then your next story had all this other stuff of you guys like hopping on a plane together, which I don't know how you did that, but like, it's that fake In Everyone wants to be an influencer type thing. And it's like, market's too saturated for the fake influencer thing like get over it
0: yeah it's the fake it till you make it culture let's just pretend that we have everything going for us until everything is going for us
1: yes and, and like, I hate yeah.
0: that I, ha- I try to be as real as possible
1: <laughs> I hate the fake it till you make it it is so toxic and like the church is about authenticity like, we've always been about that. And that's why, like, scan- I'm just going to say, like, I'm a Christian. So, like, I, I feel like I have a right to say this. Like, have there been scandals in the church? A hundred percent. And when those happen, people are crying from the rooftop, like, the church is wrong. We've lost credibility. And that's because the church puts itself on a platform where we are all about being authentic. And if somebody is struggling with something, we have a support system to help. And that's how it exists. Like, that's how it's supposed to exist. So when these, when things come out of things that were hidden for many, many years and all, it's like, it's tough for people. Cause it's like, you guys are fake, you know, you're fake. And I, I, I hear that a lot from my friends. They're like, why should I go to church? You know? And I see a lot of benefit in church when it's done right. And that's where this is getting better with this Is part of that. Like I, yeah, I don't know that I would like, you know, my, my Christian identity is, is maybe different than what other people might think of when, when you think about it, an evangelical Christian. Because uh, that term has just been thrown in and out the past year in weird ways. It's like so simple to me. And I'm just like, why are we like, why are we having this fraudulent culture in something that is meant to help people, truly help people? crazy. Yeah. So number four. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I was going to say really
0: quick. Um, it's, it's that whole, like, it's the fear of missing out. It's, it's like, it's, it's just, there's so much, there's so much in this consumerism thing. Like I have to get this thing. I, I need this product. You need this product. It's so important. And it's like, I don't really need it. I don't even want it. Uh, there's no, there's no like demand for it outside of this company. It. Um, it, but why do I need it so badly? Is it, it's just, oh, cause it's part of it. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: and the thing too, is like, at the end of the day, we're all human. So like Christians are not on a different level. In fact, when you call yourself a Christian, you're putting yourself on a higher standard because you are publicly saying, I'm, I am upholding these biblical values. So if you want to put yourself on that standard and believe me, it can be hard because you feel like you have to, sometimes you feel like you have to act a certain way, which is why (laughs) I'm sort of a weird, like motley crew of a Christian, but like there is that idea of like, we're still human. So even if you say you're a Christian, like you still crave those things. Like you might still crave attention. You might want to be that person on Instagram, but maybe you feel guilty because you're like, well, I really should be focusing on my family, but like, right. So yeah. And just one more thing on consumerism. I include social media in consumerism. Consumerism is not just tangible items. The amount of time, oh, my heart goes out to these women. The amount of time they have to dedicate to like two lives a day, posting. I mean, I know someone that I swear to God, she takes her makeup, she must take her makeup off four times a day because she's doing all these different makeup things. I'm like, I I need the Lord's presence in my life just to pull my makeup off at night. I can't imagine like putting that on four times a day and then taking off and then doing another live and like putting on like, uh, gosh.
0: I'm gonna need the Lord's help to just put it on because I don't think I've worn makeup
1: in like oh my, a year God, and a half. Keep my eyebrow, keep it, keep my pencil stay, sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So social media is part of that for sure. Yeah, and you know I'm on social media all the time. Yeah, you know, and I
0: am also working in the salon, and I'm also a mom, and I'm also making dinner or buying and picking up dinner <laughs> from somewhere, and it, it, it's a lot. And I have to really schedule it in. I know that I'm like, I have two hours free today where I don't have anything booked. That's, those are the two hours that I'm gonna be on TikTok responding and replying and making videos. Or that's that's when I'm gonna you know book an interview or something like that, or talk to somebody on Zoom really quick. It's a lot. And, and these things, I mean, I'm not in an MLM. I'm educating about it. It's a little different. Um, I remember, different. yeah, I remember being on 24 seven And being like, oh my God, even now only being on, you know, a few hours a day is so much. And I have to take breaks. If you guys don't see me on social media for a few days, it's because I've been on it too much and I just want to not be on it.
1: And, and like the difference, I mean, I want to put words in your mouth, Roberta, but like the freedom now that you have of like being able to set your own boundaries of social media like, we are humans. We should be able to have the freedom to do that. We should not have an upline telling us, where are you? Where were you? I didn't see your live today. What do you, like, even you might, who knows that you might, maybe you spend the same amount of time, if not more on social media, but because you've set your own boundaries, that's up to you. It's it's your own accountability, but you have your freedom to be like, I'm chunking out this time with my kid. We're going to go to a park. We're going to do this thing. And I'm turning off my phone, or I'm not going to listen to this. Like, it's such a different, it's a freedom because no one's telling you you have to. But then also it's like a, it's a different freedom because you know you're on the right side. You know you're on the side of educating. You're like, when you know in your heart and we all have that moral compass, when you're doing something wrong and you're secretly selling, you're trying to sell stuff on, it's like, it it doesn't sit right. Like I, it doesn't sit right. So I, I, first off I applaud you for the work you do like I'm like oh lord how you get all that stuff down I can't believe it but like also I'm extremely happy that like social media is fun and and it's so fun like when you want it to be it's such a useful tool when you use it right and you being able to use it in this way is like how it's intended
0: yeah and I think that's kind of the difference right it's like before when I was using social media it was to be like please buy this stuff
1: Please, I have to do another live today. I
0: just remember being like, "Oh God, I have to go live in a half an hour." Like Mm -hmm. just being exhausted. I don't want to do that. Um, And now it's like, "Ooh, I get to I get to pop on and like share these infographics I made, or I'm gonna respond to that that one hun that's you know saying you know I'm gonna take this time right now to." respond to that and educate somebody and it's exciting for me and it's something that I like to do and it fills my cup as opposed to draining my cup and that's another thing it's you really have to have your own boundaries like you said and say look I like being on social media because I get to connect and educate and laugh and have a good time but I'm you know I, I made 10 videos and I'm done and I'll see you guys tomorrow I'll see you guys later tonight when everybody's asleep and it's one o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep because I do too much
1: <laughs> yes absolutely great point that's such a yeah. point.
0: okay so back on to what we were yeah. talking about a little tangent but that's fun that's yeah. what this podcast is about tangents and conversation so issue number four MLNs using deception again but this time not to recruit to sell their products
1: yep and this um, this to me is like one of the the worst, of the arguments against MLMs in the church. Like this to me is, is one of the worst things. And this is where in my mind for me personally, Hey, maybe cause it's just my experience. I place essential oils in like a different category of MLM because it's used so uh, fraudulently in the church. It's like, it's almost like the Christians that are selling essential oils feel ownership somehow that like that God blessed this MLM over something else and that they almost have an upper hand because it's like, if you want to sell Tupperware after church, I mean, actually it might be helpful. They always have food after church, but like, if you're trying to, if you're trying to sell something like that, like good luck. (laughs) But like if you're selling something like essential oils where it's mentioned in the Bible, like oils are mentioned in the Bible. And this is a thing, like psychologically, people love patterns. We love making a connection. So if we read something in the Bible and then someone's like, look, frankincense, did you know this stuff existed? And they're like, what? Wasn't that the stuff that like, when Jesus was like a baby, they brought that stuff to his crib? Yep, they did. And it, it like just changes their perspective. And so And then in addition to that um, it's these radical claims about what oils do. And I have heard them all. (laughs) I mean, I have heard the cancer cure. I have heard depression, anxiety, um, you name it. Like I've, I've had friends put it in food that their kids are eating and I'm like, you guys, that is burning a hole in their esophagus, burning a hole in their esophagus. And there's just this, like, again, it's that faith part of like, because there's this weird, like biblical idea of oils, they somehow feel like they have a pass on science. Like, oh, they're in the Bible. Like, I don't actually have to like look in to make sure these things are safe. I work at a hospital and I mean, I can tell you, there's not like a ton of doctors that advocate for drinking oils. Most would say it could kill you. So you you pair that with the radical claims of people saying things like, "I put this on my liver, and six months later, my liver failure was gone." And you know, you just you make those claims, and in a church, um, that that savors strongly of just pray harder and God will heal you. And where that goes wrong is God doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want him to. So if you got someone in your life who is dying of an aggressive cancer and you pray, God, please heal this person in my life and they die. If you have someone in the church that is saying, well, if they would have just used this, if they would have just done that, you're you're walking such a fine line between god's providence who he is and these products like it's it's a fine it's a fine in fact it's a line that's crossed all the time that people in the church have no business crossing they have no business making these claims to people that might be in mourning or hurting so to me this is like one of the worst of of uh, the reasons why MLMs in the church specifically go against biblical values is because, th- and I, I know I'm using generalizations here. I probably shouldn't. It seems like many people make these claims that are just not backed by science at all, <laughs> like at all, um, and just they hold no water. And it's it's tragic because you see, there's I know people that have been in MLM for. 20 years. It's just, it like breaks my heart really that people are being taught, taught this. And again, it goes back to that faith thing of faith is a real thing in the church. We believe in faith. We faith is cornerstone of the tenets of our belief. Like we believe in something that not that people can't see. And MLM is all about that dream. It's all about that next thing. You can't see it, but it's there. If you work hard of it's there. And it's just people make those connections and it's tragic it's just yeah
0: yeah the essential oil ones are, are really concerning uh especially in the religious sects and the different uh yeah. <laughs> churches and things like ryan said in the uh, mormon episode that we did yeah. he called it priestcraft. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like look at these oils i can heal you i can help you uh and it's it's it, it, right. it, it's a strange phenomenon but like when he said that I was like oh my god I didn't even know that was a thing and that makes sense because you know I don't think everybody's maybe not following it that like to a t so right. strongly but there's right. definitely elements of priestcraft in these people in the church saying these oils that were the birthday presents of the baby Jesus <laughs> can save your life and when something, but well, you should have tried the oils because, oh, oh, see, I told you the oils would have saved you. That's mm-hmm. just
1: you guys like, that's not okay. You can't do that stuff. Right. Not only is it not okay. Like I, I take it a step further and and say it's sacrilegious. Like I believe in my heart, Christ would take offense to that because you're, you're shilling something in his house. Like as a Christian, we believe the church is, is a holy it's almost like a, like, like his temple, like a, like it's God's house. You're, you're, you're tarnishing it. Like they're, you're polluting the shades of the church. You are, you are, it's, oh yes, it's horrible. It's, it's really sad. And you're right. Again, I, I go back to like, not everyone is like that. There's it. And more often than not, I would say in the church, at least it's, it's more of the silent MLMers that they know they need a recruit and they're maybe sort of nervous and they're sort of like, "Eh," so then they have the party. So I I know a couple of them in my life that have been the ones that have approached me that have said like, you need to put this on your skin so that your immune system, like all that I've had that, but more often than not, it's that, it's that silent group. And, you know, you can even call them the silent sufferers because you know, they're suffering and they're, they're not going to say anything because It's like the Minnesota nice thing, right? It's the passive aggressive. It's like, we don't want to reach out. And yeah. Well,
0: I mean, they're also taught that if they have any problems or questions to reach up as opposed to out. So if they're having problems, they're they're not told to reach out to a friend and be like, I'm having problems. They're told to reach to their upline. And when you're in a scam, a cold, a bad situation, and you reach up to the person that's preying upon you for advice... Your predator's advice is going to be, well, just stay so I can pray on you more, not you should get out. So it's, they, right. they are these silent sufferers because they want to talk to somebody that's maybe not affiliated, but they're basically told they're not allowed to because those people are haters and they're negative and don't listen to the negativity. That's why you'll be unsuccessful is if you listen to it. So when you finally do listen to it, then the MLM has an excuse to tell you, we'll see we told you.
1: Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned the, um, not today, but I've heard on your podcast, that the whole idea of toxic positivity and the love bombing. And that's something I've seen in the church, like far before I ever really got into the anti-hom world. Like there is that sort of like, woohoo, Jesus thing that happens in a lot of churches. It's very uncomfortable, by the way, for some people. Um, and it some people are like, oh, that's fake. <laughs> like, like, are you really are you really that happy? And in some cases, like, yes. Like if, if you are a true Christian and and you have that freedom, like you are that happy, but in other ways, I, I have seen a lot of passive aggression in the church of like, like even something like this is totally off topic, but like I'm, I'm single. So I get a, I get that question. A lot of people are like, oh, well, someone will just like, that'll just bring someone into your life. And I'm like, oh, that, won't, that worked well when I was 19. And you thought it was going to be the old Christian girl that got married young, because you guys are all about the purity culture. But like, I'm 30 now. So people stopped asking me that after a while, because they were like, well, maybe that's not God's plan for her life. And if it's not, that's cool. But like, it's it's that sort of like, forked tongue kind of like, oh, that sort of talking the hey, hun, that that sort of we've all heard that tone and I'm all about being authentic. So that tone bugs me, but you know, I will say one more thing to just before I move on to the next point, because I feel like I need to say this. So I've not been in an MLM like proper. Like I said, I bought a starter kit, not knowing it was a starter kit. I've not been in that, that experience. And I sometimes words just fly out of my mouth and I can be insensitive. And I because I'm'm I'm from the outside looking in I do feel like I offer a different perspective of like women in MLms like you don't know how damaging this is to other women in your community like please stop this but also I don't understand fully what that's like and I I don't want it to feel like I'm saying like how could how could you like how embarrassing that you're a part of this like how could you be so dumb that you would like fall for something like this and sometimes I catch myself with that tone so I' should probably like to reel that back a little bit but because I've not you know that almost like a judgment thing like sometimes I catch myself judging people because I'm just like I get so mad about it I get so angry about it and because I've not been in it sometimes I feel like I have a pass to like point a finger and I shouldn't be doing that so I hope people listening to this know that I'm I really don't mean to do that I just get really spicy <laughs> like oh, I have no filter. So I
0: think most people listening know that we're all about the compassion and the education and like working through things to come to like a conclusion that makes sense. We're like, oh my God, when you put it that way, (laughs) like so many people that are like, I never understood until like, I listened to this one episode and you said this one thing. And I was like, click. (laughs) It's like, thanks for listening. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, you know, that's why we do this. That's why I talk to so many different people experts and people that were in so many MLMs and people that were not in MLMs or people that were just affected by them because we all are affected by multi-level marketing whether we accidentally bought a starter kit or our mom sold it or we lost a best friend or we got sucked in there hasn't been anybody that I've met that um hasn't been affected in some way Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I think
0: you know it's really important to talk about it and to talk about the different perspectives um, because I think it just shows a much broader picture and it gives more people the opportunity to connect. If they're not connecting on different episodes, you know, so maybe somebody's like, I, you know, this was the episode that I really connected on. So I, I like the variety.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of the things too, is like MLM and and this podcast and, and the anti-MLM community is not just for people that care about that. It should be for everyone, everybody. And Preach it, Robert. Because I'm for people listening. I'm holding Ponziomics, and I've just I love this book. It is for everyone to know about this. And in his book, what I there was a section I really liked. He he mentions the John Oliver uh special the the segment about multi marketing several years ago. That show for me launched me into the world where I I said, yes, this matters. Everybody should know about this. And maybe they're not going to be as fired up as, as some of us are about it, but talking about multi-level marketing is not just reserved to people that come out of it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to life after MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.